Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. We're, we're in an in a, in a interesting season. And whether you liked the results yesterday or not, um, I know it's sometimes a bit of a cliche thing to say, but really at the end of the day, Jesus is King. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. And there's no other name under heaven by which man can be saved. Amen. So our hope lies within Jesus. It doesn't lie within who's in power, who's not in power, all that kind of stuff. In fact, in my prayer time, um, you know, I, I felt the Lord remind me in scriptures and throughout history that He actually likes to keep us on our toes. You know, e- Egypt had Pharaoh. The, the Israelites had Herod. And they, these guys were ruthless. I mean, we're, we're just talking about a, a guy in a suit and a North Face jacket on a weekend. He, he, he is loved by God. Can I remind everybody about that? He is loved by God. He is loved so much by God. And we need to pray for our politicians, amen? Whether we agree with them or not. So Father God, right now, we just stand on behalf of this new state government or just, uh, you know, just a newly re-elected term, Father God, that you would just have your way. You would move their hearts, but most importantly, Father God, encounter them, visit them, and meet them, Father, before it's too late. Save their souls in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Have you considered what you would say if you were to come across some of these people in power? Have you ever thought what you would actually share with them? Is it your peace of mind? Is it your opinion? Is it politics? Is it policies? Or is it that everlasting truth of the gospel? Eternity, right? What's more important? Our feelings, our thoughts, or where people are heading? Amen. Come on, it's true. I mean, I think I think it'd be unwise to uh, to to bash not literally, but 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 verbally bash people if we claim to be people of God and we see them on the street and we may not see them again. What choice do we have? What are we going to present? People need the gospel more than anything, more than a good policy, more than our, our preferences ticked. People need him, amen. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting, Pe- Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Rest assured, we are on the winning team that Jesus' government, that his seats are continuing to grow in the upper house and the upperest of the upperest house versus the lower house. Sorry for the pun. But I want to bring it back to what Rogelli talked about, this first love fire that in all that we do, I hope if you're visiting today and you're brand new or you're starting to get to know um, and find out about who is Fire Church, who are these people, I hope in the short few moments that you've had with us so far that you understand and see that we are people that love God, that love Jesus. This is our number one call. Everything else falls into line, falls into place. 
It's so simple, yet sometimes we, we complicate it. So I felt to share some scriptures with you today to bring you back home. Uh, let's turn to Ephesians, Ephesians 1, verse 3. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. Verse 5, He predestined us to be adopted as His sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will. He chose us. He thought of us. Before the world was created, God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they came together and said, we're going to create a place called earth. We're going to create the stars, the galaxies. This place called earth is going to have land, sea, sky, animals in the water, on the land, in the air. There's going to be seasons. There's going to be night and day, summer, spring, autumn, and winter. But most of all, the prize creation shall be mankind. It shall be man made in our image, in our image. Knowing this in advance, that He was going to create us with all the rebellion that we're going to do. Starting from the garden, from, from the garden, Adam, Adam, I put them together. Starting with Adam, the first Adam. It didn't take long for free will to kick in because He didn't make us robots to just say, yes, sir, three bags more, sir. He made us with free will, just like Him, with the ability to choose love, to choose Him, or to turn away from Him. And knowing that we're going to do all of this, knowing that we're going to rebel, that we're going to sin, that we're going to possibly hate on His name, slander His name, live a life completely devoid of God, He decided to create us anyway. He decided to step down on earth anyway. In, in the book of John, it says that He came to the world and though He created the world, to whom He created, they did not recognize Him. We didn't recognize Jesus. But for those who believed in Him, they shall be called children of God. Jesus stepped down into this earth. He left heaven in the form of God. He came down fully as man, flesh and bone, yet fully as God. He lived a perfect life, sin-free, completely sinless, so that He would be the perfect sacrifice just for you and me. That in Caiaphas' saying, a high priest, of the Jewish faith, he said it is better because all the things that Jesus was doing and the following that he was having, the Pharisees thought this is a bad man. They didn't realize it was the Son of God himself. So Caiaphas, without realizing that he was prophesying, it would be better for him to die rather than many. The Bible says he was led to say that. It was in his courthouse where Jesus was punished. A single man 
to die for many. That though this body may experience death, our soul won't die itself. And that's why the Bible says, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Jesus has the victory. Jesus has the victory. It's not any political party. It's Jesus. I don't care what what party you stand for. Jesus has the victory. This 70, 80 years, friends, let's put things into perspective, is nothing compared to eternity. And so if there's policies in place that prevent us currently in Victoria, in speaking to a people group, just because of their gender issues and, and sexuality issues, does that stop you from telling the truth in love? What's more important, people's eternity or opinions or feelings in the moment? I thank God that my feelings were hurt for me to understand that I am a a sinner to the core, that there is nothing in me that can gain salvation. I am deserving of hell because of my own sins. And the Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But thanks to Christ Jesus, for He gives eternal life. He is worth it, friends. He is worth laying down your life for, whether it's in your business, in your families, in your schooling, in whatever that you do, in your ministry. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat falls and dies and falls to the ground, It remains a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Whoever loves their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for my sake, for my gospel, will save it. We'll see it into eternity. So we have an important mission, friends. As laid down lovers of Jesus. To talk about Him wherever we go to live a life that is an example of His love. I've I've got friends from all spheres of society, from all different backgrounds, including different expressions of sexuality. Does my love change for them? 100% not. In fact, in in the season we're in, I I feel a, a more, I guess, deeper level of compassion knowing that so many people are bound now, according to law, that they're afraid to have this conversation. So if no one's going to have that conversation, will you? Will you be moved by compassion like Jesus was and, and have the honest, loving conversations that people need, that people crave and desire? Jesus is worth it, friends. Isn't he worth it? I thank God that um, he uses times like this that he, he knows that he, exactly what we need to keep us on our toes, not to be slack in, in, in our faith, in, in our pursuing him and his heart, knowing that persecution actually is one of the catalysts for a great move of God. You see it in the early church in the book of Acts, how the early church was persecuted and they didn't keep in their little cozy hum, like little cozy gathering 
and, and sing Kumbaya, they, they spread out. And as they spread out, the gospel spread. Philip went to Samaria, where the Bible says in Acts 8 that many came to the Lord, that demons were delivered from people. And we see that that's where he encountered the Ethiopian on the, on the chariot, unsure of, of the scriptures that he was reading in the book of Isaiah. And Philip just happened to be there to explain it. And in that moment, that person who was inquiring believed in the, in the name of Jesus. And then he was water baptized. This is what it's about, friends, that we use every opportunity that's given to us. And as James says, my brethren, count it all joy, James 1 verse 2, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. When you face various trials, count it as joy. It's producing perseverance. Let the testing of your faith produce patience, that you may lack nothing. And if you are lacking wisdom in how to navigate these circumstances, this, this season, ask God freely. But don't be double-minded and think, I've oh, just asked God, but He's not going to download it to me. He's not going to give it to me. Ask with full belief and faith that He's going to impart it to you. I, I remember as a young Christian, I, I would just admire my, um, my classmates in Bible college. I was this, this timid young adult who would see these bold, powerful uh, preachers my age. And, and the wisdom that they carried, and I, I was thinking, God, I need that wisdom. I need that wisdom in my essays, four o'clock in the morning with my Nescafe. I need that wisdom to, to do this thing. I, I didn't really try too hard in high school. I was distracted by many different things. But God, I, I want to take this thing seriously, this calling that you've got me on. And God, I need your wisdom. And I thank God that He supplied that wisdom in abundance. Ask God for wisdom. But you know, Jesus, He loves you so much. Sitting in this room right now, hearing these words, knowing that you've sinned, it doesn't matter to the Lord. He knew you were going to do it anyway. We had Lynette, one of our resident prophets share with me, she felt in the room, there's people who see themselves as unworthy. Jesus has come and he's paid that price so that you may be found worthy. You know, where, where the devil would come and, and, and like to just play tricks with your minds and, and say, you're, you're not worthy. How about some shame to go on top of your unworthiness? How about some guilt? How about some self-image issues? Some insecurities, some fears, some anxieties? Jesus came to break all of that. In the room, 
If that is you, I'm going to make a call very soon right now to let you know that there is a way to break free from the torment of your own thoughts, from the torment of the enemy's voice. It might, have, might be a lifetime of these lies that you've been believing in, that you're unworthy, shame on you. But God comes so beautifully and says, shame off you by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. And as John said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb. Stare into the eyes of Jesus whose eyes are like fire and feet are like bronze. Jesus, the ruling, reigning King forevermore. I'm on His party. I'm on his electorate. I'm standing for his seat. He's won the victory. So bring it on. Whatever may come, know that God is with you. Can I just finish it off before we do this altar call? Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. It says this, John 14 verse 15. If you love me, You will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. Everyone say, I am in Jesus. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love him and show myself to him. There's no question that even if you make your bed in hell, the Bible says, there His presence will be. You can make your bed in Sheol and He will meet you there. But this is a different type of love that God wants to respond to, that we would eat of His Word, that we would glean from His Word, that we would learn about who this God is from Genesis to Revelation, that Jesus is found from the beginning to end, that there was types and shadows of Christ, that there was clues of the Messiah to come, that the prophets spoke about Him. And now He is here. But more than that, He has left us with the Holy Spirit. And He says, the world doesn't believe in Him because they they can't see Him or feel Him, but He lives in us. And it says at at the end, He who loves me will be loved by the Father and I too will love Him and show myself to Him. That this first love fire that Rochelle is talking about and his experience like many of you, that God will show Himself to you, that Jesus will encounter you in your room, that Jesus will encounter you in your workplace. There's stories and testimonies of people uh, I know personally where they've heard the audible voice of God in their seeking, in their hungering, where rooms have been lit up with the glory of God if you love Him, if you love Him back, 
if you would read of his word and love him, he will manifest himself to you in the New King James. Who wants to experience and taste the manifest glory of God and, and not just have a, a dry religious existence? That when you read the word of God, that you understand who he is, who the author is, and it compels you to do things on his behalf. It, it compels you to speak, to speak the truth in love. It compels you to start that business, to, to start that family, to ask that girl out. My goodness, get some boldness and ask that girl out. But don't be weird about it. To ask that girl to marry you. You know I'm talking to you. <laughs> but he's the author and perfecter of our faith. Isn't he beautiful? Isn't Jesus beautiful? Knowing that from beginning to end before a single piece of dirt was found on this earth, he thought of you. If, as Ephesians 1 says, that he had you in mind, that he would love you ahead of time. He's an eternal God. He knows everything from beginning to end. In fact, in Him there is no end. He knows every single mistake that you would make. He knows every sin that you would commit. And that sin is so deserving of you to go to hell. Hell is a real place, friends. Don't let anyone convince you that it doesn't exist. Jesus warned us of the lake of fire. But He warned us because He loves us. He gave us that free will. So you might be in the room and you feel unworthy. You've done some pretty bad things in your life. But there's nothing too bad that will cause you to never be worthy of God's love. With every eye closed and head bowed right now, if you've never asked God for the forgiveness of your sins, if you've lived this life not knowing who Jesus is, you can walk away from this meeting and, and, and continue life as it was. But there's a reason why you're in the room. It's no accident before the world was created that He purposed and saw that you'd be sitting in your seat right now and watching online to have this moment to get right with God, to have your sins forgiven, to say, sorry, God, I repent, which means to turn away from my sins. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. I repent. And He makes it so easy. You don't have to go to a cross and die for your sins. Jesus did that. You don't have to go through the brutal punishment and have your, your body whipped your blood shed. Jesus did that. The perfect sacrifice. He who knew no sin, the Bible says, became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God, so that we may become the righteousness of God. So without anyone looking around right now, you've walked away as well. You've tasted this love. You've experienced His goodness but you've wandered off the path, that narrow path that the Lord talks about. Wide and open is a path that leads to distraction, to, to, to destruction, but narrow is the path that leads to life.
you know in your heart of hearts that you've walked away. You might even be attending on a regular basis, but you've walked away. This is just a religious activity you do, but you've walked away from your first love. And you know you need to come back home. Or you're in this building and and you've walked with God, but you know it's now time to come back. You're not too far gone. So without anyone looking around, if you need the love of God and forgiveness of God for your sins, no one looking, can I just get you to quickly raise a hand just between you and God right now? Thank you. I see those two hands. Is there anyone else? Yeah, I see that hand. Is there anyone else? No one looking around. This is your chance right now to get right with God. We got, I'm just looking around the room and I see like two people last week for the first time who gave their heart to Jesus and the beautiful work that He's doing. That could be you as well. Is there anyone else? All right. Let's all stand to our feet. Like I said, it's so easy. He makes it easy. He doesn't require you to go through an exam and pump out 2,000, 3,000 word essays before you're saved. It's simple. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again and can confess with your mouth that He is Lord, if you're willing to make Him the Lord of your life, then the Bible says, you shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. To have a, a, a brand new start with God. To live for Him. So family, let, let's uh, all pray this prayer to help those who have raised their hands in response to this. And say, Heavenly Father, thank You for thinking of me. Even before the world was created, that You saw me in my sin, and You decided that You would go to the cross so that I can be forgiven. I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I ask for Your forgiveness. Enter my heart. Thank You for dying and rising again. Be my Lord and Saviour and make me brand new. Wash all my sins away. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to do something very bold right now. Can we give it up? Yes, for those who have raised their hand. Can I get every single person in this room now to do the work of the evangelist as uh, Paul encourages us to? And just turn to the person next to you and just ask him, do you want to come? Did you pray that prayer? You may not have even raised your hand. And if you meant that prayer from the bottom of your heart, just ask, did you pray that prayer? And if you meant it, do you want to come down to the front with me? Wives checking on your husbands, you just never know. (laughs) The reason why we want you to come down to the front is we want to welcome you to the family of God. We want to connect with you to let you know that you're not on your own in this walk. Yeah, can we give it up for these two beautiful... Amazing people.
come to the very front. Was there anyone else? Perhaps you didn't raise your hand, but, but you, you know you prayed that prayer and you meant it. It's not too late to come down to the front. What are your names? Gemma. Gemma. And Kai. Simon? And Marsha. You felt to rededicate, to give your all back to Jesus? Amen. Come on. Gemma and Kai, this is their first time giving their hearts to the Lord. Isn't this beautiful? The Bible says, even if one sinner repents and comes to the Lord, heaven rejoices. There's a party in heaven right now for both of you and for you guys as well. There's a literal party in heaven and we celebrate with you because what this really means for you both and you guys as well is when you step into eternity, it's forever with Him. It's not the lake of fire. It's not hell. It's heaven with God, our Creator. But more than that, it's life with Him now. Jesus said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the enemy of your souls. He wants nothing more but for you to have a miserable, fear-ridden life, that you never do anything really significant in this life, but be sorry for yourselves. But God has done so much for you, friends. And so Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. It's not just a ticket to heaven, but it's life and life more abundant from here on out. So family, can we just stretch out our, our hands to these beautiful people? Pastor Lee, can you pray for them? Father, we just thank You for these lovely souls, God. I just pray right now, Lord, that You touch them right now, God, and begin to work in their heart, Lord. Let them know that they have been changed, God, that they're not the same. As we've gone through this baptism, God, we thank You and we bless them, Lord. We thank You that their sins are forgiven, that God doesn't see what they've done wrong any longer, God. But today they've become a new creation. Today is a brand new day, a fresh walk, a fresh identity. Thank You, Lord, that You're filling in with Your Spirit, God, and mark them for your kingdom, Lord. Father, I thank you that you are active in their life to draw them in, God, and we commit them back into your hand, God, to continue the walk until they see you face to face. We commit them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au, and don't forget to connect with us on social media on Instagram, fire.church. Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.